He always got Welcome to Welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for coming this evening. We will have another great lesson. Want to see if you guys will just listen to this song as we get it started. Mercy and goodness gives me assurance. I'll see his glory. another good lesson you guys can go ahead and start getting first samuel the second chapter we're going to start reading at verse 12 we're going to read 12 through 17 we're only going to read a few verses we're going to start it out because we're going to have some discussions today a few discussions i have some questions no spirit so first samuel 2 uh verses 12 through 17 and we're going to talk about it my victory, my victory, your spirit lives within me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We'll walk in your peace, Father God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. You are worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. 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 If I can just get somebody to pray a sin today, we're going to get to talking about these chillings. These chillings of our chillings. We're going to talk about the feelings today. So, uh, Minister Kelly, do you mind praying us in today? Yeah, amen. I pray us in. Oh, gracious, dear Father, Lord, I just want to say thank you, Lord, for this blessed day. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your many blessings, Father God. And Lord, thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins. God, we give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. Now, Father God, we ask, Father God, Lord, that you touch this Bible study, Father God. Lord, that you be glorified, Father God. And that you also touch the teachers, Father God. 
And Lord, also touch each and every person that's present here today and those who have a desire to be here today, but it's not. Lord, we give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. In your blessed son name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So we got, we really only have five verse, verses. These are some powerful, powerful verses. And we're going to talk about it. And in contract, next next time we come together, we're going to talk about on the flip side. We're going to talk just a little bit about this. So if we can get, uh, let's read, probably, there's only five verses. So mm. one or two a piece till we get to the end. Okay. Um, uh, I'm reading from the NIV version. Uh, you said 1 Samuel 2, 12 through 17, right? Correct. Eli's sons were scoundrels. Woo. Scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord. Mm. Now it was the practice of the priests that whenever any of the people offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged fork in his hand while the meat was being boiled. Anybody? And he struck it into the pan, this is the King James Version, mm -hmm. or kettle, or kettle, or pot, all that the flesh book brought up, the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh and to all the Israelites that came thither. Also, before they burnt the fat, the priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, give flesh to the roast for the priest, for he will not have sudden flesh of thee, but raw. And if any man said unto him, let them not fall, fail to burn the fat presently, and then take as much as thou so desire. Then he would answer him, Nay, but thou shalt give it to me, it me now. And if not, I will take it by force. Thus the sins of the young men was very great in the sight of the Lord, for the men treated the offering of the Lord with contempt. Amen. Now, normally we would read this uh, portion of the scripture and then we would contrast it with the good kid and the bad kid and we would read Samuel. But this part right here has so much value. I just kind of wanted to separate it just a little bit. And so as I begin to think about wicked kids, corrupt kids, scoundrels, they say. Kids that don't, he said, don't know the Lord. But how can you be in the house of God or be fellowshipping with the man of God and not know God? Mm. So the scripture says that they didn't know God. And what, what I believe it means is that they didn't have a relationship with God. And so when you don't have a relationship with God, then there are all kind of things that can occur. And so even though these children, these PKs, they would call them, because the priest was Eli, he knew about God. But there's some things that you can see.
see as you continue to look through these scriptures, as we continue to talk about it, well, there are some things that uh, the man of God just didn't chastise his children. So we look and see, even further on, it talks about how they were doing other things. We ain't going to talk about that part. They were doing other things besides just trying to uh, dishonor the sacrifice of God. And so we're going to talk about that in light of some things that we can talk about today. Now, don't get me wrong. Scripture, these scriptures are extremely important. There's a way that they did things back then. They honored the man and woman of God by allowing them to get the first kind of the first fruit of the sacrifice, a portion of the sacrifice and, and different things of that nature. And so uh, we, we're going to talk about that, too. But my first question to you today is. And I want you to think about this. I'm going to give you a second to think about. It. What do you do? When you train them up, the Bible says, in the way that they're supposed to go. In other words, they know the Lord. They've been around the church or they've been around you in the Lord. Yet, they still don't do. They, they don't act, they act like they don't never been saved in their entire life. What do parents do? Aunties do? about a situation like that. What is it that we're called to do? That's a good question. Um, I'm an auntie. The only thing I can do is continue to pray for them. <clears throat> and I do that anyway because I don't have any children. So I, that's all I know because I know they all know. You know, it's not like we haven't taught them or they haven't been there. And it, it's kind of strange. But we did it ourselves. We strayed away for a long time. Well, I'm going to speak on me. I strayed away for a long time, but I knew who he was, and I thank God that he never took his hand off me. Amen. 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 Anybody else? What do you do? The Bible says, the Bible says, we are to always pray and not faint. So I'm with uh, sister-in-law there. Let's pray for him. Amen. 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 Minister Kelly, <clears throat> what do we do with these wicked kids? These killings? These scoundrels? What What do we do with them? Um, you asked a, uh, a million dollar question. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I, I, I wished I, I wished I knew the uh, magic answer. If I did, I probably, uh, probably never work another day in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I believe, I believe uh, what, 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 uh, what my sister said and brother-in-law said. Uh, we keep them lifted up before the Lord, and we pray that they don't die in their sins before coming into a relationship back into God. Um, just like uh, Sean said, we all strayed. I know I strayed too, you know, and, and, and I've been outside of the will of God, but uh, through his grace and mercy, through the prayers uh, of the people that, that, that knew me and, and interceded for me, 
in my time of transgression, in my time of being away from God, it, uh, uh, that, that I come into a relationship, a chance to know him. Um, they know they've been trained up as we knew. But we got to we got to hit our head sometime in order to come, you know, to get an understanding. And uh, sometimes we can't get our children's attention, but there's a God that sits high and look low. They can get their attention. And God knows exactly what it takes to get each and every one of our attentions, because after all, he's our father. You know, he's our creator. And God knows things about us that we don't know about ourselves. So we, we got to put them back in the hands of where they came from. We got to put them right back where they belong. Got to put them right back in the hands of God. That's my best answer. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm going to repeat the question. I see that uh, Brother Benoit came on, and I'm going to repeat the question and give him a moment to think about it because I'm going to come with another question. And uh, we are coming out of 1 Samuel 2. And I got you. Can you hear you? He got first, it on me. Can you hear you? Two. And we're reading verses 12 through 17. We've already read them. And the question was, what do we do with these wicked, scandalous, oh, scoundrels, what Vanessa said, my bad, children, even though they've been around the church, or been around men and women of God, what do we do with them? As parents, as aunties, as uncles, what do we do? Oh, I forgot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. We got Vanessa pointing the finger like she in church, but come on with it. Yeah. Um, some of the things, I mean, prayer, That that's definitely... Um, the best response. Um, I know the one thing that brought help bring me peace, um, even even in prayer, is just being reminded that my those children, my children, are God's children. They're yours. They're only here. They're only given to me for a time here while we're here, and they're God's children. I have to trust that God is going to get them. Not. Get them, get them, but you know what I mean. Like um, a word is gonna hit them. Um, something where the Lord is gets their attention to where um, they'll come back to Him. And that's that's all I can trust in. I don't have anything else, but just having that and being reminding myself that they are His children, and lets me have a little bit a peace of knowing God's got it. That's all I had to say. Awesome, awesome. Brother Benoit, did you have like an answer? Uh, we're talking about Eli's wicked sons, and did you have anything at this point, or are you ready for me to ask the next question? Uh, Eli's wicked sons. Hold on, let me make sure she locks this door. Okay. Because she can't hear. Oh, she already did. That girl fast. Uh, what do we do? And they're raised up in the word. Well, at the end of the day, is uh, you know those are different times, and now we have uh, uh, there's only a few men of God that few that had the spirit of God within them. So it's a little bit different because 
You breaking up, bro. He broke it up. I did. did. Okay, you back now? Oh, you didn't hear me? I'm sorry. No, the only part we saw was back in the day, those were different times, and that's (laughs) where you stopped at. Oh, okay. It must be. It must. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, those few uh, men of God who were chosen by God to lead the people, and and they had an intimate uh, or a connection with God that everyone else just didn't have. But now we're all, for those who have come to Christ, have been given, you know, as a helper, His Holy Spirit. You know, that's the difference. But with that being said. Uh, we have to lead by example for one and for two uh, a um, a must it's it's a must and we also have to know and understand that you know we tend to forget that um, as his word says as Christ told us you know whatever we allow on earth is not what whatsoever we you know uh allow on earth it's going to be you know what what, in other words we have we do have authority here uh we don't have authority over someone else's will but we can ask the lord to bring someone across a loved one's path whom they will listen to Mm -hmm. and we also can can command you know a demand that say take his hands off of certain things you know such as uh our loved ones and our goods and things of that nature so, uh, you know, uh, whatever you whatever you bind on earth, that's that's what I was looking for, is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So, uh, if you take that for what is, if you uh, delve into that, uh, you can get a better understanding that there's a lot of things that is in, within our power to do that we just don't do because we don't know that we can first off because we haven't been taught that so um what do you do uh you know as you say you know it that's between them and the lord for one thing because they have to develop that relationship but if you train them up and train up a child in the ways you go you know he'll come you know what i mean when they come into wherever they're coming into they typically come back just like we did you know we're, we're no different, but you definitely have to have people praying, and you definitely have to have a uh, uh, somewhat of a wherewithal to know what what is and what ain't, what you can and can't do as a Christian. Amen. That was good. That was excellent. That was excellent. So I'm gonna open it up for uh, anybody uh, else to make another statement before I ask my next question. Any more statements about what do we do with these children? Killings of ours. What do we do? So my next question is, with the man of God seeing all of this going on in the house of God, what was he doing? So is it, wasn't it Eli's responsibility to address, this is my question, wasn't it Eli's responsibility to address his sons who were doing things inside the house of God that he know they weren't supposed to do? And why didn't he? Oh, 
I mean, what's in his responsibility? I'm, I'm going too fast. Why was it his responsibility? Let's start with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's the, not only is he their father, but he's also, isn't he the, this, this was in the church, right? Yeah. I mean, was he the head of the church or something? Yes. So he has two reasons why he should have done it, said something or addressed it. Because he's a leader in the church and because he is their actual father. So, yes. Anybody else? I I agree with sister-in-law. Oh, go ahead, Joe. No, I was agreeing with her. I mean, he's the father and plus he was the head of the church. But if you put it in this day and time, a lot of times, I mean, just saying Eli was a pastor of one of the churches I've been to, they children normally, they not going to correct them. They don't have that type of time. I'm saying, you know, that goes back to you saying uh, when they was younger and we brought them up. Train up a child the way she goes, she never fall. So once they got in that predicament, they should already knew. And then, therefore, if they didn't, it was okay to spread a rod and spoil the child. That's something a lot of people don't forgot to do. So, I don't know. I kind of agree with her. You know? I don't you know. Say, uh, I, don't, okay. I don't know. I, make it, went first. I don't know either. Go ahead. Well, I, I, uh, first off, I mean, as a leader in the, because we're talking about the temple of God, this is where they're at. He has a responsibility, first and foremost, to God to do what he's supposed to do. All right. And you, for him, in this situation, he has to separate being a father of his children versus being a servant of the Lord, which sometimes we have a tendency to do certain things because we love our kids. But when it comes to the de- uh, what we could say the desecration of the holy things of God, he was obligated to remove those things that are unholy from that temple. It doesn't matter if it was his sons, doesn't matter if it was his cousin, doesn't matter. And now he, as far as going home and reprimanding them or whatever, that's completely fine. You know, or giving them opportunity, hey man, cleanse yourself, get yourself right. I can understand that. But when they would not comply, he shouldn't have turned a blind eye because it's one thing for them to be unclean, but it's another thing to make others who are coming there unclean as well. That's very good. That's awesome. Minister Kelly? Uh, yes, he had, yes, he was supposed to situation. And uh, God is going to hold him accountable as being the leader of the body of Christ, but not correcting it. Uh, which makes me think to myself, how did they get so comfortable in being disrespectful to the house of I me? Mean, this had a history. It seemed like to me that this didn't just start. There's somewhere along the line, these kids had stepped out of order and Eli didn't correct it. And so now it got to a point where it's embarrassing. You know, where, where they feeling comfortable or they feeling like that they can disrespect God's house openly, you know. And so one thing about it is 
when we have a situation as leaders, we fail to correct it, then that opens the gate for God to correct it. And when God corrects it, uh, it's not going to be favorable. You know, uh, he, he, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, it's better for us to try to jump in there and try to, you know, correct it and do our job uh, because it, it very well may cost our, cost, uh, cost our children their lives and not only the, our children, but it may very well cost us our lives. Amen. Amen. This is a good discussion. So I agree with all the answers. We definitely need to, we had, he had the responsibility to address it. He had the responsibility to remove it from its place. He had uh, all of those responsibilities as a leader and as a father. Um, so that was that's really good. So my next question, my next question, it has to do with how do this, and this is a little bit kind of off topic a little bit, but it's really on topic because it, I'm trying to, paint a picture here. So how do you think their behavior affected others? And what I mean by that is, how do you do you think that as they begin to look at how the priests were behaving, uh, did it affect the way they thought about the house of God? Did it affect the way they thought about their faith? How do you think it affected them? Uh, by seeing this uh, disorderliness or this misconduct, how do you think people around them or the house of God or the church, uh, I, I'm using it kind of like as a church or the temple or whatever, how do you think it affected them? Uh, okay, let me back up. I'm not even going to say that. This is what I want to ask. If you saw somebody doing something similar, which you knew was not right, in the house of God, how will it affect you? And this is just your opinion. In this day and time, me, myself, personally, I've seen a lot of things that I didn't think was correct in the house of God. But me, myself, personally, since it's just me and I don't have any children, in this day and time, people don't too much like for you to correct their children. But back then, when we was growing up, the whole village could beat you. And when you got home, you got another whooping if you didn't get your teeth knocked out before then. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just believe that um, it shows a lot of who Eli was. And a lot of people, it depends on how those two guys, I mean, his two sons was, too. Because at the age of 12, from my understanding, they sins go on them, if I make no mistake. But, um, I mean, it just pretty much could have made an impact on the whole church if they're, they was just that disruptive, you know, since they were scoundrels and things of that nature. I'm not sure if I'm staying on topic with that. But, amen. Go ahead, y'all. <laughs> Anybody? Um, I mean, if I'm saying something, yeah, it would affect, it would, it would affect me as a, a person who goes to that temple or something like that. Um, it'd be a little discouraging. Like, how could you allow this to be? How could you allow this to happen in the house of God or in his temple? And um, 
then you would look, it would make you look at the leaders of the church as um, not what they should be. So it would question, man, how are they gonna lead me? And they can't even um, control these bookers over here. Seriously? I don't think so. So anyway. Brother Bernard, Brother Bernard, I saw you come out with me. I don't know if y'all want to hear what I got to say. Hey, come on with it. <laughs> now, as for me, I can't speak for everyone else. You said, how would I? Uh, I tell you this, I wouldn't. I know that people are human, first and foremost. Now, we, I know and understand that they you know, uh, elders and think they're, they're supposed to be, there's supposed to be a criteria that they're supposed to meet. But I tell you this, what the Lord showed me, uh, this is when I was, uh, you know, uh, in my sit down mode. And I used to make the excuses to why I wouldn't go to church. I can, I, I can serve the Lord right here. I can have, I can go to church right here because I didn't like what was going on at the church. And uh, the Lord, do I say the Lord got on to me? He, you know, in essence, that's what it is. He got on to me. It was like, you know, because uh, you're, you're still forsaken the assembly of yourselves. So he told me this. He said, okay, if you were going down there, the church, what are you going down there to do? I'm going there to worship you. Okay, if you're going there to worship me, then you wouldn't see all the other stuff that's going on. Does that make sense? Yep. So, so, so it might, the thing is, is that, and I said this, I said this once before, if everyone in the church, if no one's right in the church and someone comes in there and they're looking for someone who is trying to do what to do the will of God. And let's say you are that person and you don't go, where are they going to find it? You know? Where would they find it? If no one else up in there is doing, you know, if someone heart with the right heart wasn't up in there because of everything that's going on up in there, if for someone who's truly seeking God, where are they going to find it? If no one, you know, if, if those who really love the Lord are not there. Mm. That's a good yeah, point. That's, and, that's just a, and that's just my opinion, you know. That's a good so, point. That's a good point. Minister Kelly? Uh, I believe uh, God gives straight audience, audience in the Bible concerning uh, the deacons uh, being a husband, one wife, and one that's able to rule their house well. So in order to be in that leadership position, that leadership role, uh, you got to lead by example. And so like Vanessa said, how could you lead the body of Christ when you're not even able to lead your own home? You know, when you're gonna allow your children to come in there and disrespect the house of God. And like I said earlier, I don't believe this just started. This was something that they had got comfortable with. You know, so this had a history. So this this had a beginning. 
and it it wasn't corrected. So now they just beginning beginning to act boldly. Now to answer the second part of your question about uh, what do you do when you see things are not being done right <coughs> at the church or in the body of Christ, uh, how do you how do you address that? Well, you got to use wisdom in that because you can't just jump up and speak about everything that's wrong. You got to allow God to lead you in your speaking. And uh, as leaders, you're going to be held accountable for the things that you allow to go on in the house of the Lord and you fail to address. Uh, so you just got to use wisdom and allow God to lead and talk to you. And when God speaks to you and tell you you need to address something or you need to bring something to the forefront, then you just got to be obedient. It's impossible. It's impossible to leave the house of God without the spirit of God. You can't, you can't leave God's house without God's wisdom, without God's knowledge. And, 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 and you need his wisdom to help you. And without that, you'll wind up tearing up the church instead of building the church. And God would want you to build a church and not tear it up. So it's it, it's it's a very delicate process that only God can lead you in. Exactly. That's awesome. Amen. You guys have made some really, really good comments. So I really, really appreciate that. I want to give Brother Gary a chance to, to make a comment if he would like. Um everybody uh, said. Everybody said it. Everybody on point. You know, uh, it is what they, everybody said. I mean, it's self-explanatory. Uh, being held accountable, uh, holding your feet to the fire, uh, doing what Jesus would do. You know, so it's very simple. You know, Amen. 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 I just I brought out these 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 wicked children. Of course, the next topic we're going to be talking about Samuel and his first uh, aspects of his ministry and and how different so I wanted to kind of bring out a little bit of this uh, so so that we can see the contrast of how Samuel came along and did you know he, he operated differently and 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 of course we see later on the uh, results of them not this behavior not being addressed um, we, we see what happened and so I, I just I agree and I want to say this it is extremely important for us to pray it is also extremely important for us to fellowship and the reason why I believe it's extremely important for us to fellowship is because one day I might be up and somebody could see me up and that'll help them get up one day I might be down and I can see somebody else that got up and that'll help me get up. And so it's important that we fellowship one another, that we talk about the word and we do these things to build up our most holy faith in Christ and to build each other up to equip the saints is what the scripture says. So that we can all, all you know, make those de decisions based on biblical principles and the way we live our lives. And so when we see things in the church, if if we're not in leadership positions or we're not in a, a position, just like my husband said, you twist them. But one thing can't nobody take from you. Guess what that is? 
prayer. You can always pray. And listen to God as he directs you in which way you need to go next. Now, I think sometimes we leave the church because I, you know, the first lady didn't speak to us. Now, this is ridiculous. I mean, we leave the church uh, for crazy reasons. But unless you're being led by God, you and God are going to have to deal with that situation. And sometimes out of the frying pan and into the fire is where we go. So we have to be careful that we're being led by God, that we are addressing the things that God has given to us to address, and that we're praying about the rest. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sister Nala, I don't like it. Oh, go ahead. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to pay you. I've been this. Oh, you finna go to another topic? No, I, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, so go I'm ahead. just going to add, and I had been to a lot of churches uh, here at Marshall, and you correct. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit because I went from one church and I walked into another church, and it seemed like all of them, to me, looked at me as money, you know, and that's because I don't mind paying my tithing. And in fact, I had one lady to tell me that you must be rich. I said, we all are, as long as we got the Holy, you know, God. And so anyway, because I was putting $100 bills in there every Sunday, then it got to a point where I couldn't no more. And it seemed like it was expected. And it was like, you know, since it, this is a small town, everybody know each other. And it was like, I was the big topic. Okay, when she come to your church, she's going to give you $100 bill. So y'all be looking forward to it. And then it got so where the lady would come and specifically hand me the offering plate. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, uh-uh. <laughs> wait a minute. God told me, wait a minute. Now, nah. next time I put you up on your feet, don't you get away a dime till I tell you to. And so, really, to be honest, I kind of like this, what we're doing here, because I do this anyway every day by myself. And I can find little podcasts and things online, and, and I'm still doing my tithing when I find a homeless person on the street and I'm happy. Or if I'm giving someone encouraging words, it's an ICU. You know, so I just think that everybody doesn't understand what our gifts are. And once we figure that out, then we'll find out what our destiny is or what God is expecting from us. And you are correct about the prayer part because we must seek him every day. Pray without ceasing. He meant that, you know, and therefore he'll always get the glory because they are no. Ain't nobody doing that for her but the Lord. Amen. I can't speak on specifically me, you know, because <laughs> I don't have a husband, no kids, nobody come here. And they like, how she keep bringing in all them boxes? How she keep doing it and doing it? God. So now they don't start asking me to pray with them. So maybe that's one of my gifts. I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to get blessed because I prayed with you, you know, but okay, I don't mind. Amen. And Amen. I just thank God for us because we're still fellowshipping. Wherever there's two or more in God's name is where he is. Amen. So I thank y'all for this. Amen. Amen. I'm finished because we don't, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. That's finished. okay. I Because I can see what time the clock is going out, I'm going to go ahead yes, and press out unless anybody else has a comment. No comments? Brother Vinoy? No comments? Well, let me pray us out. Next week, we'll be here at the same time, and we'll be doing, uh, I believe we're doing Sunday school, so we'll see y'all Sunday as well. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for all of these that have come uh, to bless your holy name, Father. 
We're asking that you will bless each and every household. And Lord God, that your healing power and virtue will be everywhere. Bless us financially, bless us spiritually, and let us be where you want us to be. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Oh, so, man. so are you determined, determined to, to grow? grow?